My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to Callan McAuliffe and Christina Spirell from a new film called About Him and Her. The film is so interesting and is kind of secretive. So the only thing I can really describe about it is that it's two strangers that meet through unusual circumstances after their phone lines cross. Other than that, you really need to see the film to really appreciate and understand what the actors did and what they went through. I will say this, the actors never met each other beforehand. So before you listen to this, if you're interested in finding out more about the film, please head over to Amazon Prime or Prime Video and rent or buy the film. It's called About Him and Her. Go watch it and then come back here and listen to their interview because it'll make much more sense after you see it. But we try not to reveal too many spoilers and we kept it very low key so that you could listen to this prior to seeing the film if interested. So to talk about the film, what we could talk about and a little bit about each of their careers, here's Callan. So we have to talk really quickly, obviously, because I'm sure everyone's going to ask you about it, but we have to talk Walking Dead. You were fantastic on that show. What was that experience like? I know you were kind of like the new kid a couple seasons ago. It all kind of like blurs into one show, doesn't it? So I feel like a couple years ago, you were like the new kid and then you just became part of the family. And I just loved your character so much and cried so hard with Ah, perfect i'm glad you cried that's that's the happy end goal i think i was so Um, upset i was so upset but i'm glad um, someone was upset makes me feel good i must have been doing something right i guess you were because i i did like the ugly cry and i don't cry that much so i did the ugly cry so what was it like being on that show and just being a part of all of that and like the history of it yeah i mean you can imagine it was a pretty wild experience i upended and moved to atlanta for it so you know i was i was all in from the start but it was a little nerve-wracking because as as you, as you said, it's kind of it's, it's, a, it's a big show that had been going on for a while, and I was kind of the new kid on the block. Yeah, like you, you turn up and you, you feel a little bit like you're encroaching on somebody's territory, like you're, you, you're the new kid in school, and then everyone's kind of looking at you slightly askance. That fell away very quickly because they were a very welcoming crew, very welcoming cast, and they pretty well made me feel like I was there from the beginning, uh, even though they'd been going for a good, you know, what was it like eight years before me, maybe more? Yeah, so to me, it was it was kind of terrifying the first day, day two. I felt like I'd been there my whole life. Well, you did such a good job on the show so I just had to like I had to mention let's go through a few things so I'll just do them really quickly because I want to get to your movie because I'm obsessed with it but Homeland you're in one episode which we were fantastic in by the way um, <laughs> yeah that was wild they, they flew me out to South Africa for that one like I think I open a door and then <laughs> I greet the lead for a moment it's revealed that I'm some long lost family member and yeah. then I, I disappear forever and then you were gone <laughs> <laughs> some, of the, I know. some of the easiest work I've ever done and I got to fly to uh, to Cape Town for it I mean, it was nice I mean that's amazing but but I just thought it was so cool because you were in Homeland. Like, I would have done anything. I would have been like a background person in Homeland. <laughs> it was such a big show. So yeah, it was, was great like, fun. Homeland, I have, so I'm looking at my notes now. Blow Your Own Trumpet, you were fantastic in multiple oh, you episodes saw, of that. you saw Blow Your Own Trumpet. I, I told you, I'm a fan. I've seen everything. Yes, everything. That's wild. I keep forgetting about that. That was fun. That was a, little, that was a couple of friends kind of got together and just decided to make this, this skit thing. A friend of mine, Lucy Green, is very talented. But uh, yeah, it was good fun. No one's mentioned that ever in it. Really? 
Oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. they're so good in it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you've really done. You've really done your research. This yeah, is great. That, <laughs> Go on, please continue. Tell okay, me. I'll continue all telling you how amazing. You like. Um, hacker, fantastic. Mm. The Stanford Prison Experiment, one of my favorite all-time disturbing okay. thing ever because it's true. Summer Night. Oh yeah. Think of that. The Walking Dead. I looked up. You were in over fifty-five, or I think you were in fifty-five episodes. Was it really? Yeah, from twenty seventeen yeah, to twenty-two. I guess it makes sense because I was living in Atlanta for years, so it all kind of blends together eventually but I, I had no clue it was that many episodes tall poppy i noticed your voice i did you really I it was your voice right because you narrate it yeah 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 that's amazing yeah again the, you're also the first person to mention that to me in an interview how are people not mentioning these things they're so good i don't know because you know they're sometimes harder to come by or it's a smaller kind of role and it's maybe I find it all big sky good on you you were in one episode oh, yeah. but you were fantastic in that episode loved your character oh thank um, you very much i'm getting the sense that you whatever i do you're gonna say it's fantastic so i'm gonna i'm gonna have to no, call you're you good. no but something. you're good in every <laughs> single thing well that's what i mean that's why i was so excited to like talk to you because you're good in everything oh thanks very and much i hear about him and her so i'm like okay wait a minute so he's starring in this film what is this film about what's going on so this is the log line and i don't want to give too much of, of the movie away please i don't want to ruin anything but the log line is cross phone lines in 1989 lead to a life-changing conversation between two strangers who eventually meet in an unusual way and so i'm like okay listen i love him i'm gonna watch it mm. i will gladly tell everybody it's on prime video i physically purchased it they gave me a screener i will own to everybody they gave me a screener and i still purchased it so i have it on mine forever thanks very much so i wanted to ask you just to start off with i love that the characters are literally him and her there's no name when you start working on a piece like this how do you develop a backstory in your brain if there's no name attached to it or does that not matter at all i think to some people it matters a lot and to others not so much i mean in life i'm i suppose i'm a semi-believer in nominative determinism a little bit i feel like a name is an important element of someone's character and you can kind of grow into it in a way, it meant there was a little less for me to work with, but I, I don't think I've ever really factored it in when I'm playing a role. You can call it what you like, and I'm still going to read the line the same, I expect. Him was enough. I don't know that it ended up being important for the story, really, because it's more about their relationship to each other. So for me, it wasn't a problem. You have to ask Christina if uh, what she thought, if you got a chance to interview her. But I kind of liked it. It was charming. It meant that my attention was elsewhere, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm talking to her right after you, so... Are you really? Oh, amazing. I'll oh, have to text yeah. her. I gotta try and catch catch her for dinner soon. Okay, so that log line is a good log line to not give anything away. But the movie yeah. is so beautiful. So hopefully I'm not gonna get I'm gonna do my best to not give anything away. But the movie starts off with two people that are in different apartments and they have like good old fashioned like landlines like we used to have. There's no cell phones, obviously, because it's back in the 80s or whatever. And the two of you are on the phone, and I remember this, so I don't know, like you're probably younger than me but like I remember being on the phone and you would pick up the phone to make a phone call and static would come in sometimes and you would catch somebody else on the phone and somehow your lines like cross over and you guys start communicating and yeah. this to a whole friendship so how did you guys work that out because a lot of it takes place on the phone pretty much the, the entire first chunk of the movie takes place over the phone their entire relationship is built over the phone which is one of the reasons I found the script so fascinating because these characters are both going through their own private struggles and their own kind of different species of loneliness I guess and so the crossing of the phone lines is kind of a serendipitous thing that brings them together and they were able to kind of confide in each other and take comfort in each other's presence but just in one another's I guess in their essences because there's no physicality 
physicality and never see they don't see each other's faces over the phone obviously uh, and they they can't you know hold each other or anything like that so it's only what their voices can bring to bear and that's what they take comfort in and there's a kind of a unique beauty in that and it's also it's kind of neat that in today's day and age so much of our communication is either faceless or at least at a distance and so it's kind of a little bit of a an early whisper of that i guess yeah i mean that's one of the, the things that drew me to the project was just this this notion of these two people and meeting and building a relationship entirely over the phone at least for the first part of the film on set we i'm not sure how much they told you about the on-set experience uh, but i've heard some you've heard, heard some, some. yeah some. I mean, yes the, i've heard well, that the phone you were actually in another room right is this true yeah so it i is told true. you i did my research I yeah you know you, you really have Amazing. yeah you were in another uh, room on the phone for christina and so uh and you know vice versa, to have vice versa. A, to have exactly a- so that was another thing they, they told us that was going to happen from the beginning so even from the audition stage i was sort of aware of what they were gunning for and then when i was cast we were discussing kind of the, the ins and outs of it logistics and everything and i was i was doubly excited because yeah we were going to be on set together but in separate rooms uh but still there for each other as though we were kind of acting in the same space except i would be a couple of walls away on an actual phone line so we were, we were also recording the organic kind of you know the, the crispy sounds of the phone lines of that era and i would be in one room i'd hear them call action and i'd deliver my lines down the phone we wouldn't exchange any words that weren't scripted except maybe the occasional like chuckle here and there because of how just absurd what we were doing was and then uh, and then then i'd hang up and wait to hear rolling again you know and then i'd call in for the scene that was, was remarkable because of course we weren't able to interact at all because these two characters weren't supposed to have seen each other's faces and that was i suppose you might call it uh, a gimmick but uh, for me that was one of the most powerful ideas about shooting this movie was that we wouldn't at least in the beginning get to interact at all but through the lines that were written for our characters who also weren't seeing each other so you know i didn't see her face i didn't know her name and all I knew was that I had to talk down this plan line uh, to someone who was being filmed in the other room and she did the same thing for me. It worked so well because just that one section, which is a good, like you said, a good chunk of the movie where you guys are talking back and forth on the phone. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like secretly watching someone I shouldn't be watching. Like the way it was directed, the way it's like grainy, the shots of color between the two of you, it's dim lit mm-hmm. in the room, it's like lit in another. I felt like I was like in, I don't know, like I felt like I was listening to a conversation I shouldn't be listening to. You know, like where you're like, oh no, like I, I like they're having a private conversation because it was so beautiful how much you guys connected over the phone. And I thought it was like such a beautiful like love letter that like you guys just and like you don't want to hang up or it's so I think I could say this. It was so cute. There's one scene where your character is getting stuff ready and you're like, uh, just hold on one second. And you put the phone down and it's on your good old fashioned voicemail where we used mm. to look for voicemails and you're just like yeah. as your mom's like, yeah, my mother's <laughs> just going through the motions of yeah. <laughs> yeah no. you all these things all these like messages she left and you just like put the phone down but it was so cute and it was so real and it was so realistic yeah. and it was so believable because I feel like a film where you have two characters that are just talking on the phone could seem not realistic or like could seem oh that's outrageous like they wouldn't matter yeah. or they would have but you see this it, it's also in danger of being very boring like there's a lot of really genius tricks yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. that they wrote in there and they you know the techniques uh, they use to shoot the film to keep you engaged because you know a conversation between two people uh, is usually only engaging for those two people in order to make it work on camera we had to do a couple of tricky things here and there but yeah little moments like that where you can make sort of quirky vignettes of a life around the phone conversation were things that uh, were really fun to shoot and uh, i don't know if you if you remember the parts where i'm like i'm 
kind of doing activities in the, in the house and like shooting bows and arrows and things, just oh, occupying my body it. while I talk on this phone. But uh, I was, yeah, to mention what you were talking about earlier, I was really impressed by the way they were able to differentiate our characters, like through their spaces and through the, you know, the set dressing, which was really, really impressive, different objects around their homes, kind of just telling this multi-layered story just through the environment alone and also avoiding seeing our faces directly so that you get that kind of fly on the wall sense that you're talking about where you're almost uh, you know secretly observing these characters as they talk and have these really intimate conversations because of course they can't see each other's faces so it's nice for the audience to be able to at least in part parallel that feeling so again that's another little element of it that I was excited because I knew that going in too that at least for the early parts the audience wasn't going to see us either kind of contriving that on set was a whole nother kettle of fish. Yeah, and how did you guys do that? Because it is true. We don't see really a clear version of either of your faces for quite a bit. Mm. But I do think that was a great technique because you are kind of, and I'm like this, like I was like, what? Because I'm like, like what does this son of a gun yeah, look like? Yeah, and I'm like <laughs> yeah, trying to look, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, get near a lamp. Like I want to see. And I also love the heart. There's a heart on the wall that you're painting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you're like splattering paint on it. It's such a, a typical guy thing. Like, you know, not to all the guys don't hate, don't come at me. But for a guy to walk around and do things while he's on the phone because guys don't normally oh man i do it all the time that's true yeah. if i'm on the so, phone over long i'm just pacing picking yeah. up random objects and putting them down for no reason but that's yeah. what i loved about it so like he's walking around he's like cooking breakfast he's like mm. you know like you said like playing with little toys and then painting mm. the thing i loved by the way but there's this great way because we don't see you that i'm like intrigued but it's also has like a bit of like sexiness to it and then when we see like her character it's the same thing it's like we don't really see that much about her and she's mm. doing what we all girls do we get super excited when a guy's on the phone so she's like laying down and excited or running around or jumping up and down like you know, it's a very typical reaction of just being so excited to hear from somebody and i just love that in all of that on top of all of those things that you guys did you add in the layer of what it feels like almost in a covid world what it feels like to be isolated to feel like there's nobody there for you to feel like yeah. you're alone to be in you know whatever emotional state you're in and then to randomly have whatever force put two of you together to kind of work things out i just thought it was just so beautifully done the phone sections. I'm trying not to skip anything else further than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're really working on really hard, I'm, not, but... I'm also not sure what I'm what I what I can reveal now that I think about it because so much of the way that we shot it and kind of what happens later in the movie is integral, to, in, in my opinion, to the appeal of the film. And, and what we did was, as far as I know, unprecedented. I really hope that people kind of you know tune in and, and give it a go because it's uh, it is really wild. This this the story we told and the way we told it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad it worked out for you. So, what was for you the most difficult thing, and what was the easiest thing that you were able to kind of get into when you were playing him or like filming because this was a very tricky I can only imagine the the magical things you guys had to do that were probably not so magical mm. behind the scenes that made it look so good but what was the most difficult and the easiest for you yeah there were, there were a lot of a lot of elements of this shoot that were completely new experiences for me even though I'm something of a seasoned you know actor I think one of the more difficult elements was just purely from a practical standpoint was navigating the set that we were both on without being allowed to see each other and of course the whole conceit was that was that she and I would not interact nor meet at least for the moments when we were not supposed to have done so as characters and so we were using fake names on set we were trying to avoid seeing each other in hallways the crew was holding up sheets and cardboard and things to make just you know around corners and, and peeking for us to make sure we never ran into each other never locked eyes with each other and so that was just sort of 
like I said, practically quite difficult because it just meant we had to be more conscious of where we were and when and when we were turning up to set and when we would even leave a room. When we would go to the bathroom, we had to tell somebody. So it was a, it was a kind of, we had a lot of redundancies in place as well just to make sure that the whole film was never spoiled. Because in, in, a, in a way, the, the shoot was kind of a social experiment in and of itself. And so much of, I think, our much of our passion for it and our positivity, it, it hinged upon this, this idea of us not meeting as actors. We didn't want to spoil that. And there was a real kind of just a general nervousness on set. Like, oh, fuck, I hope they don't meet. I hope this doesn't all kind of come to naught. And so uh, we pulled it off in the end, but it was that was kind of tough. And then I think probably the easiest stuff was uh, for the week or so where we were shooting her stuff in her house while I was on the phone. I was just sitting in a room reading books and there was like a little little synthesizer in the room as well because it was kind of an old house. So I was just kind of playing the synth and, and reading these books. I think I was reading a, a book about uh, the American whaling era called Leviathan. And playing on the synth, <laughs> just looking out the window, just counting the, the birds that came by. You know, it was, it was in a way, it was kind of relaxing because when someone would knock on the door and be like, hey, we're rolling, or the phone would... I think, if I remember, it's been a while. We shot this in like 2018 or something, but I think the phone might have literally rung for me so that and then I would pick it up and then they would call action because we would already be on the phone at that time so I would literally just sit in the room wait for the phone to ring and then do my acting and uh, and also happily distortion of the static down the phone line adds a kind of a texture to your voice it's kind of like when you get aged up with prosthetic makeup like it does some of the work for you in terms of dynamic performance and, and depth and believability and so the phone was kind of you know doing some heavy lifting on my behalf which is nice I wouldn't say heavy lifting. <laughs> I moderate think lifting fine on your own but i agree i i did like the add-on on of it that's what i mean like there's like this sexiness to it like and i don't know if that makes sense to you but like when i watch it i just feel like in this day and age it's either like let's text somebody let's go meet up let's do this and it was almost like using a phone as a love letter right because i feel like a lot of people don't use love letters as much as they should anymore and sure. in terms of film i think you know it, those are the big romantic gesture movies and you're like nobody's gonna write that to you or like no one's gonna right. sign whereas in this film I felt so in it that I was like I want someone to call me and like talk to me all day and want to ask what I'm doing and play music with me and like just do yeah. things and so to me it was just that's what I like fell in love with was the love of it being so normal for them to just have this conversation and build sure. relationship. In a, in a way, it's kind of a love letter to love yeah. in this movie. It's, it's interesting you say that. I find that I have a similar experience to this whenever I'm talking to really dear friends over the phone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll find that I end up talking to them for three hours at a time or so. It's not quite, I think this the implication in this movie with all the, the different activities I'm doing and the passage of the sun throughout the film, it's quite a while that we're talking on the phone. Maybe even a couple of days, I forget exactly. But uh, I haven't quite talked for that long to friends on the phone. But when it, when it crosses a kind of the threshold of a couple of hours, you can't help but get involved elsewhere in, in your house. You're kind of just walking around getting things done. I love that feeling of just living with someone over the phone, just kind of going about your business while engaging. With, it's kind of almost a detachment to it that's very honest, which I think we we're also trying to kind of encapsulate here, is that they're being very free with each other. Like, to me, it's crazy. So you had no idea who was hired either? Like, so you had no idea who was... They had to contact our respective agents and managers and, and insist, arguably beg because they couldn't you know <laughs> there was no obligation but they had to beg please don't tell your client who we've cast it's because the like whole idea is yeah I, yeah it's like a secret <laughs> arranged marriage exactly so i wasn't allowed to know her name nor she mine and so we used fake names on set my name was booker dewitt 
which is a character from a video game from i don't know if you ever played a game called bioshock infinite but the main character's name is booker dewitt and i just thought it'd be fun to be called booker for a month and so everyone on set was referring to me as booker it just so that and i think everyone on set also thought my name was booker that was i was introduced to them because it just helps to mitigate the likelihood of someone accidentally saying my name on set because you know you can't choose what you hear and so christina whose name i didn't know at the time might have heard someone say my real name accidentally and then she'd be able to go and google it whether she wanted to or not it, you know the, the urge is there the desire is there i don't know if i had known her name maybe i would have tried to look her up or something so there was just that little countermeasure to make sure that really no one could we had nothing to picture we had no face in our minds it was just kind of blank space it was built by the words that we shared with each other it's and that's nice. why this movie is so crazy how it was mm. made because it's just not normal it's not normal to have like i don't know if i would advise it to anyone making movies <laughs> in the future either it, it's fascinating i remember we did a little couple of ep PK kind of interviews once we wrapped on the day we wrapped and I, and I hope we were able to put those together at some point and release them but I remember the director asking me for this little unset interview who's like how did this impact your connection to the actress and kind of the chemistry and that kind of thing and I and I really I remember thinking about it and being like it's fascinating I don't think I've ever felt less connected to a co-star because we exchange so few words and so I'm quite pleased that there's a kind of a palpable chemistry on set because that speaks to the skills of everyone involved that they were able to construct that because we didn't know anything about each other. You know, we'd hardly exchanged any words at all. You know, we hadn't gone... To, usually you make a movie, you go out to dinner with the cast beforehand, everyone starts bonding, you try and build some native chemistry before you get onto the set. And we weren't able to do any of that. And so we were kind of just playing the cards that we had performance-wise and interpretation-wise. And we didn't really have any idea how it was going to look when we were side-by-side, side, vocally speaking. And so, I don't know, it was really strange and really challenging. And it presented a lot of unique hurdles that we were able to leap, but that in the end, you don't need on a set. So, uh, you know, as much as I'm glad that I did it, and I think it's a beautiful experience, I wouldn't advise it for other filmmakers. Because it, it's also like, it costs so much in time and money. And uh, it was a, you know, it was a real mission. And I'm so proud of everyone for, for getting through it. It's so amazing to me, because when you guys, I think I could say this again without getting in trouble, because it is on Prime Video. So everybody, mm. please go rent it, buy it, rent it, buy, yeah, it, yeah. buy it, rent it, buy it. It's so mm. good. But I think I could say this, I mean, eventually the characters do meet. What is surprising? Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should have said that tantalizingly at the beginning. Like that is so. The, yeah, the idea like they they're on the phone. <laughs> yes, they're, on they're on the, the phone, phone and they're like, oh, we like we like each other a lot, a lot of that. We're lonely, etc. And then they go, you know what we ought to do is we ought to meet up. Gotta but meet. we gotta and meet. But the whole idea is, wait a minute, we've built this love uh, over the phone facelessly, and it's in its most honest form. Uh, so maybe we shouldn't fuck that up. And when we meet, we right. shouldn't see each other. And so I'll, I'll leave it there. That, that was one of the most extraordinary parts of the movie was that we get on set and we have to keep up this fucking charade and we have to still oh, not look at each other. But we're now not only are we kind of talking to each other from the same general area like a few rooms away we're actually in the same room still unable to look at each other having to interact physically and having to sort of breathe each other's air without knowing each other's names or seeing each other's faces and having to either close our eyes wear blindfolds or have our view obscured by some crew member with a sheet of cardboard and um it's uh it really was an otherworldly experience because it's not something that you do at any other point in your life really and it's and it's kind of very alien 
alien. But in a way, the unusual so well. nature of the experience bonded us more than anything else ever could. That was after the fact. <laughs> but it's so crazy because it works so well. It also shows me too, like, you know, in terms of talking on the phone, we were mentioning, you know, just like the humanity and the connection and being alone and being able to communicate and it's okay mm -hmm. to communicate and express how you feel. And that's what you guys kind of do. It's kind of goes with the same way that in real life, you guys don't know each other. You go into this room when you meet and do experience things there. I'm trying not to give anything away. But with you guys in the same room, there's still that connection there, which is something that is a magical thing because we're all human and you guys had been on the phone doing whether even though you're saying lines I'd been doing that for months you had been in separate areas you had been like you know what I mean but well, I think uh, it doesn't take much to unite people if anything kind of a, a shared unusual experience or some kind of a, a shared trial is one of the stronger <laughs> glues known to man yeah exactly and so the fact that we'd gone through this frankly outrageous process for the last couple of weeks like over the phone and everything we were bonded maybe in a way that wasn't super tangible or, or available to us at that time in terms of you know how we could use it on camera or even talking to each other because we weren't allowed to but there was an air about the room of this is crazy and we're all in this together because of course we could we were able to talk to and look at the crew just not each other but we were able to gauge from them the general feeling of the thing and quietly inquire as to how the other person was feeling they were very careful not to ever reveal anything but you could kind of you could see from a glint in, in someone's eye here and there or kind of just from the way that they were responding to a scene how things were going so only through those kind of contextual inferences could I really understand what was going on but it was it was a wild adventure well I want to ask you two kind of final questions for this film because it was done so abstractly and different mm. again it works so well but for you as an actor I feel like you for the things that I've seen you in I feel like you like to challenge yourself because you kind of go from extreme to extreme or it will be very different characters or they're put in different scenarios and so for this one in particular this is another one that's kind of a different scenario for you as an actor do you enjoy doing things that could be kind of scarier like a first time thing or because this has never really been done before as far as I know I did some research and tried to find something similar there's nothing that matches what you guys did yeah I mean all actors ought to be open to being challenged otherwise you're kind of you're barring yourself from really arguably the greatest joys of this industry which is to occupy the shoes of people that you'll never meet and could never know and that's kind of really the great privilege is to explore those stories so bodily and so wholeheartedly but yeah i mean this is this is by far the most challenging thing that I think that I've done. I think it's commonly understood by people that actors get to, you know, choose their own roles and kind of cultivate their own careers. But I really haven't had a hand in, in the timeline of, of my movies. You, I've never kind of sought them out. They've found me. You kind of do a bunch of auditions until one works out and you hope that you like it. And it's fortunate that I was as passionate about this one as they were about me when I auditioned. And there was that lovely kind of alignment of interest, which doesn't always happen. Oftentimes you're just kind of, you know, casting a net out there, doing as many auditions as possible. And then when one comes through, you're very grateful whether you care for the material or not and so i haven't really take credit for any curation in that sense and <laughs> sort of choosing different things and versatility yeah. and, and trying to i guess pull together an interesting suite of different characters if you've seen that i'm glad that's by happenstance alone this was certainly among the more challenging transformative 
roles yeah. that I've had to take on. It's so funny because um, over the years of interviewing actors, they're horrible compliments. And then it's just so funny because if I watch a body of work, like I'll talk to an actor and a lot of times they go, I feel like I was the same person, like in every single thing that I did. Like I didn't do anything different. Yeah, I was trying to avoid just being <laughs> contrarian, but I do feel that way. I'm <laughs> like, I'm just me with an American accent most of the fucking time. But no, because like when I watch it, I see something different, but I, I understand. I understand why, because it's not- but that's, I mean, a te- that's a testament so often yeah. to every other piece of a film and all the other people that, that yeah. uh, put their craft into it is because you watch an actor's performance and you're seeing or you're absorbing so many details sort of unconsciously. You know, you're, you're unwittingly charging this actor's performance with context clues, with environmental clues, and this kind of cues, rather. And so there's a lot that goes into building a performance. And so it is nice to know that through all of that, I've apparently got a kind of a, a versatile uh, thing going you, on here. You, but you. what I'm doing is fundamentally the same. I'm just kind of I'm, I'm interpreting the, the script, I guess, to my own satisfaction. And hopefully that's it works out. But uh, I'm glad that things feel you know each one feels different to you that's See, nice to you hear have to call me and i'll just give you compliments every day until you get used to it well i think that okay. one of the reasons that actors aren't very good at receiving compliments is because they don't really believe them because a good chunk of our our careers especially it's when rejection, you're dealing with publicity right? like, well it not only is it rejection but when it's the other side it's constant affirmation mm-hmm. i suppose at a certain point you can't help but be suspicious that I kind of thing you, yeah like either one is not yeah legit. also because it wouldn't make much sense for you to hop on this interview here with me and tell I me that like you actively despised everything that I'd made like this is a this is an obligation for me to be here I really don't want to talk to you you know it is what it is I do appreciate it but I also can't fully believe it but you can fully believe it because it's my own show so I wouldn't have you on that's true in this in this instance yeah you've you've gone out of your way to 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 rope me in here and I'm glad you did because you're a fun interview it's it's nice it's kind of conversational and relaxing I enjoy it well thank you my final question is what are you hoping people get out of watching this movie because it is so different but even just like going off the log line of what it is about like just on a basic level what are you hoping people watch and take away from it these questions are always so interesting because it's i guess it's so hard to predict what someone will take away from any film i hope that they're aware this is going to sound maybe too surface level but it was like it was such a wild experience i just want people to see it just because i want them to see the end result of this crazy adventure that we all went on together and i do think it's a film like no other and i think it's worth watching by dint of that fact alone it's a different medium that we're telling the story in, you know yeah like i said really by dint of that fact alone i think it's worth seeing but what you take away from it uh, is beyond me to guess or even to hope for I feel like it's just a good movie and that's all that matters really and also I I uh, was part of the editing process as well I think the one that's up on Amazon right now is is the edit that I did uh, with with the director you know I've got a hand in in the post-production as well which is a rare thing for me also ill-advised directors don't let your lead actors edit your movie that's another wild thing to do this was a you know a series of firsts this film so I really hope that people just enjoy it and here's Christina so really quickly so basically we have you on here because we have this amazing movie that I'm obsessed with which is about him and her it's currently right now so if you're listening and you have no idea what I'm talking about go to Prime Video you can rent it super cheap or buy it I recommend buying it because you're going to want to watch it more than once but (laughs) go watch the movie okay so if you're listening to this right now stop what you're doing go rent the movie go watch it it is worth watching and then come back and listen to us or if you want to watch it after and hear us talk about it we will not give away any major 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 spoiler to the movie so you can listen to us and then go watch the movie and go buy it so 
Prime Video. It's available right now. And the movie, I read this before when I was talking to Callan about it. The movie mm-hmm. has a log line that says, cross phone lines in 1989 lead to a life-changing conversation between two strangers who eventually meet in an unusual way. So basically for everybody, and you're probably too young for that. I'm old. So I, like, you're probably too young for this. But back in the day, we had these phones. So this is kind of what the movie's about, a loose premise. We had these phones that were like attached to the wall. They had like the little round cords. You guys have all seen them that's listening. Don't act like you haven't seen it. And we used to use those all the time to, you know, make phone calls. And eventually there were even the phones that would sit in the, which now they're kind of common, but that would sit in like a little electrical like box. And you would pick that up and you'd make your like little call. But the technology was so new that every now and then you would pick somebody up. Like I would hear my neighbor. I used to hear my neighbor all the time. So I would hear my neighbor on the phone and I'd be like, get off the phone. I'm talking to the boy. Like, you know, like I'd be like yelling and they can hear you and they would talk back to you and there would be like some weird sort of interference. I don't know when that stopped or how it stopped or maybe people still get it. Who knows? But this film is basically about that. It's two people that are living their life. They're both on the phone making a regular call, dealing with issues and their lines cross over and they start talking. And and that develops into what becomes ultimately, you know, the movie and we follow these, these two people. And without giving the second half away I kind of stuck to the first half which was a majority of the time you guys are talking on the phone so I wanted to ask you so when I spoke with Callan he had said he was like I don't know how much you heard about what we did on set and I was like oh I heard some things he Uh said that basically it was and I started laughing I said it was almost like you guys were getting married you were basically sequestered and this is the first time I've ever heard of this I've heard of people not seeing each other before they got on set I know this is a random fact but I know like for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I know the kids didn't like, you know, when they opened the door to the Chocolate Factory room, I know like the kids never saw it. That was like their initial like reaction, like so that they could catch it on film. So I know that they've used that technique in the past, but they've done, never done something like to your extreme, which is you guys were sequestered, did not know who each other were. You each had bogus names, never <laughs> were in different rooms and really spoke to each other on the actual phone. Yeah, on an actual landline. An actual landline. And throughout the entire process to a point where I think he said, if I'm not mistaken, he did not physically meet you in person and know who you were till about almost two years later. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Explain to me on your end. How does this happen? So you audition for the character and her name is her. And then you're told, we're not going to tell you who you're with. We're going to do all these things. When you hear all these crazy kind of, this is our idea. What was going through your mind as to how this is going to work? How is chemistry going to get formed? How are we going to do this? I wasn't even concerned about chemistry or logistics. It was so out there and creative and bizarre that I was like 100 hundred percent I'm in let's do it (laughs) because I love I love things like that and I love um secret finding out things so the script was actually blacked out for parts of it because they didn't want to reveal too much there's a scene where we draw each other we're explaining what each other looks like when we draw each other and it was all blacked out so I went inside of a document and I highlighted it underneath the blacked out part and I pasted it onto another document to see what was actually happening (laughs) because I'm just that crazy detective 
person inside me. <laughs> so like, oh, see, now Callan was good because he said he did not, or he didn't admit it, but he said he did nothing. So you were like sneaking to try to get some information because the part that you're talking about, and we'll get into, obviously we'll get into the movie, but there's this scene where the two of you are going to meet and without giving anything away, how can I say this? So you guys are going to meet and you can't see each other. So as a kind of fun game, because of the circumstances you're in, because you can't see each other, how the room is set up, you guys decide to draw each other by description. And so you're yes. back to back and you're drawing each other. So that's the part you're talking about. So in the script, if you had read what he's telling you, like I have blonde hair, I have this color eye, you might be able to sort of put together like who the hell am I acting with? And like, what does he look like? And things like that. That part was improvised. The dis- actual description of what we looked like, but what wasn't was like reach under your chair and grab the colored pencils. Okay. And so the stuff leading up to it, but the director didn't want us to know because he wanted it it to be a surprise when we got to set. But just for the record, I didn't ever peek at Callan. I never looked at him. I wasn't going to I wasn't going to ruin it that way because <laughs> they spent so much energy and effort and I looked at him or found out who he was. I would get in so much trouble, but also I would just ruin the whole premise and idea of the film. Like um Callan, he um gave um the producer a book for me to read while, you know, during downtime and so I was like trying to figure out if he left me a message or a hidden code so anything I written or I received I was just kind of scanning to see if there was some sort of secret hidden message but there was none there was no secret message what book did he give you oh gosh I wish I remembered the title I know it was about, was it about whales. whales oh my god yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was talking to him he was saying he was like he was like I'm so sequestered and he was like I was starting to read stuff and he said some book about whales and I was like wow I was like were you getting to it like a crazy point or like were you okay and then he was like no no, no. he's like it was it was so great because it was so silent and quiet and, and peaceful and I was like I don't know if it's peaceful if you're reading about whales but so that's why <laughs> he read it and I guess he gave it to you to read yes and I thought maybe he'd circle every fourth letter to tell me you know I don't know some some secrets I was a little disappointed that with their you know he wasn't on board with the secret decoded message I wasn't trying to figure out who he was I swear I just you know just to like keep talking secretly or something I don't know when we we start the movie off with you guys like I said crossing over on the landline and for me it was kind of like a sexy story because you watch all these like rom-coms or romantic movies and they send these letters and like listen that's all nice and I would love that it is unfortunately like 2023 and I don't really feel like many men send these type of love letters and do these kind of things that they should be doing hint hint to any men listening so I found it so romantic that these two that have no idea they're from different places they're talking on the phone and then they start talking and start a conversation but keep going and build Mm -hmm. all of this chemistry over the phone getting to know someone almost like the good old days of like like you're on the phone where it's like modern right because you're not seeing each other but it's still like kind of sexy that like you're having all this chemistry without really physically meeting and to get to know somebody mentally beforehand, before physically seeing them. So for you to not know who you're acting with and to be called her, right? So you don't even have a name necessarily. How do you prepare for scenes like this where you're in a weird, like it's just such a weird scenario to to hear, to think like you're talking to an actor you don't know. You have to have some sort of chemistry on the phone and there's so much secrecy around everything. So how do you 
block all of that out and create what you guys did, which was, I feel like one of the most sexiest, like kind of phone get to know each other conversations in the first half of the movie. I think because we had no idea who each other were, it wasn't even acting at that point because it was so real. I mean, yes, it was scripted, most of it, but we were on the phone and saying the lines to each other for the first time and it felt unscripted Mm -hmm. just because it it was, I don't, I think we, we both just fell into those characters so quickly and where they were and it was very easy. I mean, and we weren't even allowed to go outside of the script and talk because the director was afraid that we would hate each other and not like each other and not have anything in common. So we, I think I told you this before that we had our little communications, our our alien communication. That's all we could do and had. But yeah, there was still a connection, thankfully. And and I honestly think that's Callan's talent. (laughs) He's a really easy actor to work with and he brings a lot. I think it's both of your talents. The movie is just, I just find it so bizarre, the circumstances they put you in, but yet it makes so much sense. So did you know that it's a true story? Did you know this actually happened? I was actually going to ask you this. I heard rumblings, but I didn't know if that was true or not. So this is a true story. So Ice is the director. So what's true about it that he this whole thing happened to him or he was on a call there were cross phone lines they talked you know 24 hours and then decided to meet up when they met up you know then they decided not to actually see each other the whole time and in Chicago at I forget what hotel it was at so he thought you know maybe that this girl who I don't want to give the story away but you know he would somehow find her again so that that would be crazy if that could reach her and they could reunite night because it's truly incredible and I think they in in real life they were both going through a lot and healed and you know in that friendship that they had I mean pretty crazy I guess because Ice lived through it it makes so much sense you know to be like be in my exact position you know I was in a room they were in a room like you know like that whole thing and for it to be him and her I thought was such an ingenious thing because while you guys are talking you never really talk about your names you never really go over like you don't go over like the minutiae and if you do it's kind of like off camera you go over the important things things that you guys are going through emotionally things that you're dealing with I want to ask you two kind of stupid questions <laughs> one yes. is that so I heard that there were set names because you guys had yes. to have some sort of name for them to call you because you guys were undercover and you know I heard like producers cast anybody that was on set would call you by this name so yes. Callan chose one that was from a video game yes um so you you were calling him they wouldn't even tell me his code name oh they didn't um, that's okay. how secretive it was but I found out his code name when we met at the premiere um which was Booker DeWitt or something like that yeah um, he's like yeah it's, it's from a it's from a video game you probably wouldn't know I was like Bioshock Infinite and he's like oh, see that's what he said to me he was like um so I picked a video game and then the second he said the name he's like I'm not sure if and I was like from a video game I was like yes I know exactly who you chose so yeah. he went by Booker which I guess you didn't know but he said that everybody was calling him by that name to make sure that yeah. nobody slipped and made a mistake so I gotta ask what was your name so 
Uh, mine was Kelly Casper. I chose Casper and Isa Director chose Kelly because I had no idea what to say have as a first name. And he thinks that her name or the original her might have been Kelly. I think. I don't know. This was so many phone conversations that has happened over this name. But <laughs> I think that's the story on the name. Everybody ended up just calling me actress because it was just confusing. So they'd they'd be like, actress, move to the left. They're like, actress, close your eyes. Actress, turn around. So mostly it was just actress. Like, I'm so fascinated by this whole process. So, but I love that. So you were Kelly, aka actress, aka her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so, responded to all of it. They would just be like, hey, and you're like, yep. What do, you, what do you need? What's going yeah. on? So that was one question I had because he had brought up his name. My mm-hmm. other question for you was, I really enjoyed a scene in the very beginning of the film when the two of you were on the phone and he's like, mm-hmm. like, you know when you don't want to hang up with somebody? So he's like, can you hold on a second? And he puts the phone down and it's on like a, a voicemail, voice recorder. I can't even think what they're called anymore nowadays, but I, I still have one. But like, you know, where it used to take tape and like it would record like your voicemails and he puts you down and his mom is like, like he like clicks play and his mom's like messages are over and over and over and over again and so you're like sitting listening to his mom leave him messages and I just was dying laughing because I felt like it's such a sense of um comfortability with somebody to be like yeah that's all right my mom's annoying like she's leaving me all these messages I'm just gonna drop the phone here for a second and he's like cooking and like doing what I don't know whatever he's doing I found so much humor in that and he's mm-hmm. kind of like running around the room and doing things while he's on the phone with you but what I enjoyed so much with your character was that you were the epitome of a, of a woman that's excited because you were like like on the bed, running around, when you guys decide to meet, and again, I won't give out too much information, but you're dressed like to the nines. You're like jumping up and down, like in the hall. Like, I love that scene when you're like so excited that like, you know, that you're going to meet him and all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. what was that like for you to play like the woman perspective of just being excited to have a conversation with someone and talk and emotionally connect and then that feeling of, oh my God, the insecurity of we're going to meet. Like, what is this going to be like? Well, I love love. And it's not just a love story either. It's finding this cool, unique friendship. And it is, as you were saying, finding somebody that you're comfortable with just setting down and being like, hold on, listen to my mom. Because that's, I think, called a soulmate <laughs> or, you know, a soul friend. Um, and that's very rare to find. And yeah, so at that point in my life, I haven't experienced something like that. So I I love being living vicariously through these characters but then serendipitously I had the same experience I with my who is now husband and our first date was actually made 30 years exactly from the day that Ice was in the hotel with his soul friend so it was like May 26 1989 and May 26 2019 I met the love of my life and that night we're like let's elope and get married which is kind of crazy that this film has so many little intricacies and little moments like that that have happened after my life even which is crazy well I think that's why it's so relatable because when you like you know Callan had made a point where he said something like this film could be it could be considered boring right like initially you could you could read the page and go oh my gosh like who's gonna want to hear a phone conversation for you know half an hour or whatever it is who's gonna want to hear this and that and he's like you can get bored very easily with a movie like this and I said yeah but it was the way that you guys did it it was not boring I told him I felt like 
think I was like, and he's, he kind of worded it better than me. He's the actor. I said, I I I felt like I was in the room and he was like, yeah, like like a fly on the wall. I said, exactly. Like the way it was filmed, the way the camera moves, the gradient, the way that your room, apartment, whatever, looks different. It's brighter. It's lighter. Mm -hmm. He's more of a guy, dingier, like kind of like darker setting. I just was like, I was in, I, I felt like I was listening to a private conversation and I wanted to know like everything. I wanted to know all the information, all the details. So to me, it wasn't boring at all. And in fact, I got nervous when they decided to meet. And I know it sounds crazy, but it was going so, everything's going so well. So I was going, oh no, like if they meet, is this going to screw everything up? But for you, were you nervous when you read the script that for a majority of the film, you're kind of in one location and you're on the phone? Were you were you nervous that some people might go, mm, like I'm, I'm on the phone for a long time. I'm not going to, they're not going to stay interested in like what we're doing. Sure. I knew that it's going to, people are either going to love it or hate it because it's very unique in the way it's made. And even <laughs> there's my, my family, they're like, we tried watching it, but we don't see your face. I'm like, guys, like just go on this journey with these characters because I promise you, you hang in there and you'll be like, like, wow, okay, we're glad that we we stayed and, and kept watching. But I know that my family just isn't into artsy romance drama. But so it's certainly, you know, if, if you love In the Mood for Love and, you know, Richard Linklater, the Begin series, all of those movies, it's definitely a niche film. So that intrigued me. But yeah, I knew that people weren't going to like it, but that doesn't matter. See, and that's so funny that your parents were like, yeah, but we don't see your face because ironically, I love that. But again, me too. Me I too. But like you, it's an artsy thing, maybe. I loved it. So when you guys are talking on the phone, you there's this really cool, creative way that I guess like Ice and like some of the other people, like maybe Independence, how she wrote in. I know Ice wrote some of it where there's like shadow, maybe the cinematography, like however it was done. But there's like shadows and stuff where like we don't really get a full face. I right. mean, you side face, you know, you can kind of tell. And like if people have seen Callan before in The Walking Dead or in various things, like you're going to know who he is. Like when you're watching the film, it's not like it's like black and we don't see anybody's face. Right. But it's right. like, but it's done in a way where it's like that's not the focus. But to me, right. that makes sense because that's not the focus. The focus is the conversation and exactly on between the two of you. So it didn't really matter what either of you look like. And exactly. also, isn't that the point of the film? Like that it shouldn't matter what either of you look like. So like exactly yes. Yeah. So to me, yeah. it made perfect sense that you guys were kind of sort of hidden and things were in the way. And, you know, we never really yeah. had a full shot of your face, you know, for the first half of the movie. And that's what you're doing if you meet somebody over the phone. You don't know what they look like and you have all these ideas. So I think it's pretty cool. I want to go back to the part that you brought up. Um, We didn't talk much about the second part of the film, which is mm-hmm. when you guys meet, because I don't want to give anything away. But <laughs> I have to talk about a little bit of the sexiness that happened. <laughs> you guys aren't talking necessarily in the scenes like overtly to make it sound like you guys are doing something together at the same time but it's kind of like insinuated that like there's a little bit of bathroom time for both of you at the same time in a scene 
almost like revealing yourself even though you you guys aren't in the same room but it's done in a very like mm-hmm. sensual way so i wanted to know just from a, a viewer perspective from watching it were you guys on the phone so was that like a mutual like thing between you two like so was, was that these two kind of going let's take our relationship to the next level even though we've never met situation yes so in one edited version there's many edited versions of this movie it's actually not in the version on amazon prime there they do a one word story and um, which was also blacked out in the script and i had to you know do my detective skills to find out what what, what it was <laughs> so we do the one word story and then a one word story kind of becomes very very sexy and so yeah they I think they just start vibing and and yes we were both on the phone for that Woo! okay because <laughs> I was watching it and I was like I really hope they're kind of like I'm not gonna lie There's, and people that are listening are gonna think I'm so I'm so weird but if you watch it you understand why I liked it like it's not like I just like this weird sexy part in it but it was mm-hmm. sensual and like the way that you guys mm-hmm. filmed it and because you guys are in different apartments you guys it's hard to explain unless you watch this film but like you guys do things in a different way like so he gets undressed in a certain way and like you like are dressed in a certain way and it's just very man and very woman if that makes sense and mm-hmm. this connection so the whole time I was going I have to ask if they were on the phone because like and I didn't get a chance to ask Callan because I asked him all sorts of other crazy stuff but I was like I'll ask I'll ask this so after the bath we were on the phone but not during the bath if that makes sense I mean in the movie yes they're supposed to be on the phone they stayed on the phone the whole time but we weren't on yeah, like not each in other's real life bath. yes in real life you yeah. guys were like sitting on the phone talking to you <laughs> but I, I just find that scene very sensual and I I think that for a scene to be very sensual and very sexy and you guys aren't even in the same room you're doing something right because I, I, like I was watching and I was going Ooh, like well, <laughs> oh my gosh and I was like we're, they're taking to the next level and like and that takes mm. a lot because again we rely so much in movies on physical touch and on seeing each other and for this film again for the first majority of it first half even more than half of it you don't have any of that and yet you right. still have so much intimacy and so mm-hmm. much sexuality and like so much love like kind of between the two like I just I just I loved it so I had to bring up that scene because I just it was Thank very sexy you. You both looked great. Thank you. So you look great doing it. I give a lot of props for for doing a scene like that. But yeah, that's their little baptism, cleansing, healing moment. Yes. Um, And then they start. (laughs) I was I was like yes. And then I then I was like maybe they should be. I was like changing my mind. I'm like maybe we should get together. So I love that scene. But I want to go to the scene you were talking about because we haven't talked a lot about the second half of the film where they decide to meet. And again, I'm going to be very careful with what I say here because. I don't want to give anything away. But the scene that you're talking about. So because the room, I'm just going to go with that. I'm going with sort of mm-hmm. a lot. Because how the room is set up, they mm-hmm. cannot see each other. Mm-hmm. And they both kind of are, are, are okay with that. And, you know, they're nervous insecure all the things that you feel when you've been talking to someone and you're finally going to meet and you're just like not ready yet and you're like I, I don't know so given where they're located and how it's set up it's okay for that to happen so they actually don't see each other so they're sitting back to back like you said and they're told to I thought it was so cute they're told to like draw each other like what do you think I look like what do you think I look like and so you're sitting back to back not seeing each other and mm-hmm. you basically go okay so I have like I think it's Kellen's character so him says I have um triangle nose because you I think it's your character that says yeah. well, like an upside down triangle or is it a regular yeah. triangle? so like yeah. it was just such a cute sweet scene and then what color is your hair and he's like well it's like blonde and like 
fluffy like a like a swoosh and like I just started laughing and it was such a sweet innocent beautiful scene with the two of you back to back that way I wanted to ask you what it was like filming that scene and also how did they keep you guys sequestered because Count told me even like if you had to go to the bathroom there were people keeping you apart so you're in this room together how did you not see each other as well doing that so to get to the chairs in that specific scene okay oh well first that scene was very fun to film and that was the most improvised um, moment of the whole film so it was more I think we got to get each other's personalities a bit more um, and have a little bit more fun and banter back to back and to get in those I remember we just had to close our eyes and feel the chairs and then um, there were some PAs that would guide us to sit down but if one of us had to use a restroom they'd have a a blanket and um, two people would hold up a blanket and I'd have to close my eyes so it was like double protection and then you know one would leave the room and then they would drop the blanket while if we were both not there so yes lots of blindfolds blankets people you know always with somebody always had to be with us on a walkie-talkie and be like actor coming in actress coming in it was wild it's just like again it's like so mind-blowing to me but I love that scene is there a favorite scene of yours that you can if it's in the second part you can maybe tease it but if it's in the first Mm -hmm. part you can talk about it is there a favorite scene of yours from the film that you're like I love it and I know there's been multiple cuts of this movie so were you like this has to stay in please stay in please stay in because you were just in love with the scene I love so much about I love so much about it there was some great dialogue that we've had to cut that I like really random silly things I I think there was a moment about vacuum therapy like just vacuuming because like people should go to a place and just vacuum for I don't know healing silly dialogue like that that I would probably have a conversation about with somebody because it just makes it very human and real and I so that was but a a scene that made it in a movie I love I love the song it fades into the moment that they you reveal our faces and then we're holding hands and closing our eyes and we're just both because that was the actor's first time being in each other's presence as well so it's so real those emotions are real it was so easy to act because there wasn't even any acting to do my hands were actually sweaty yeah but Callan's line about are you wearing a zoo I love that line that was improvised um, by Callan he's just so witty and charming and smart and yeah Yeah, (laughs) that's my favorite part like could he be more perfect that man I I know I really loved the um the one two three like three two one or whatever and and he's like um we do a lot of countdowns yeah you're like why don't we like spell it out and so you guys are literally like f-o-u-r-t-h-r-e-e and people will understand what we're talking about when you see the film but i started laughing but again it's so sweet so it's like you're laughing because it's funny but it's also so sweet and endearing that you can understand like where they're both coming from and but i that was one of my i mean there's so many favorite scenes that like i and I'm kind of listing a bunch of them to you, but like, I love that scene when you're like, I think it's uh, your character that says like, why don't we spell them? Instead of doing like, you know, three, two, one or one, two, like whatever. And I thought it was so cute. What else is cute too is the fact that you're both like a little quirky. Like you're both a little, like the characters are both a little quirky, both a little kind of weird, but like in a good mm-hmm. way and like both mm-hmm. dig each other and are just open to do whatever. I feel like if I didn't know somebody and I was talking to him for a really long time and then we show up and then he's like, I don't want, like given our circumstances, whatever, we can't see each other and then we're sitting and then he's like let's count out for three I would be like something's weird but you guys it it works you know what I mean like it just 
works in the scene and it works really well. I love that scene. I, I laughed very hard during that part because it was it was so cute and sweet. So many cute moments. I I love the grape throwing scene. That was a lot of fun to film. That was very real. I mean, we were actually throwing grapes at each other and had no idea where they were going. But yeah. So what is your hope? So like this film is so different as we've mm-hmm. kind of spoken about. We don't want to give too much away. But what is your hope when people rent it on Prime Video? right now or buy it <laughs> or keep plugging it hopefully it'll be in movie theaters at some point but what is your hope when they see it that they take away from it is it the connection that you can have with someone is it humanity like like what is because there's so many layers to this film so what is like the mm-hmm. biggest thing that you hope someone who walks out and goes "Ooh, i'm looking at that differently now because i saw this movie i don't want to sound too cliche but you know how everything happens for a reason and their lines were 100% meant to cross and I don't want to give it away but it ends up how it's supposed to and they got through something really hard and traumatic for both of them through each other so yeah I think if people go and watch it and maybe something didn't work out the way that it was supposed to but I really think that everything is supposed to happen how it should yeah I like that you know everything happens for a reason and even if it's not good or even if it is good you know we all have to go through the motions right so it will get to a good place everything's going to be okay right. at some point right no matter what happens or where you are in life like I was saying this earlier there's you guys are so isolated you're both going through something and look at like the serendipitous of you guys being on the same phone call right so just mm-hmm. look at that as life like if you're going through something reach out to someone talk to a friend there might be someone mm-hmm. else that's going through it or you might come across somebody in your life and you haven't seen them for a while and like I feel like all of that is meant to be for some reason and this movie, I feel like instills that that you know that there's reasons for things and sometimes it's okay to block it and sometimes to just walk past and be like I'm not into it but when you're open to it it's really interesting to see what happens and I think and that's what this movie kind of shows is what happens mm-hmm. when you're kind of open to the unexpected absolutely but um, I want to ask you too because everyone will probably be like well what happened so I'm curious um, I heard it from a male's perspective but what happened when you finally met Callan did you first of all did you know who he was did you watch like The Walking Dead or any of his previous shows because he's been in a bunch of stuff or did you have absolutely no idea who he was did he live up to what you were expecting in your brain because you guys are so much like the characters in that sense that you guys didn't know who each other were so you know how we talk about cross phone lines and there's that static well there was some interference when I was on the phone with him at the apartments so there was some Latin music playing and I thought the actor was playing music while we were running lines so I thought he was maybe Latin um, or Spanish I was shocked he, he was from Australia and white a white guy I don't think I had seen any of his movies so I didn't like, know I have no idea who you are but it's nice to be you. <laughs> I didn't ask him he might not have seen yours I mean you have a you have an impressive amount of work too he might have not realized who you were either no definitely not I don't think either of us knew yeah and and it's cool because we we didn't know you know simple things like where each other was from and what our favorite color was so to get to after the premiere to just talk and like find out the real person behind the voice it was really cool I ended up liking Callan more than the character because it was just you know dialogue and yeah this Brooklyn or some sort of accent going on not that I didn't like the accent or anything but Callan is is a charming individual as well as his character and yes he lives up to it and more 
<laughs> you're like the struggle is real to explain how, how i felt when i saw him you're absolutely right i think he does have like a it is like a new yorky brooklyn-y because he's in chicago his character is supposed to be in chicago right he's the one yeah or it, it could be a chicago yeah, so he has like a little, yeah, exactly. but he has like a i will no i'll side with you a little bit there uh, like Callan, don't get mad at me but i do <laughs> think there's a little new yorky which is okay yeah. like we sound similar yeah similar i'm from new york there's a similar accent there yeah to go from that to like a he has like an australian ing like u.s accent if that makes sense yeah, like he's not a full aussie and i think it's because he's worked so much getting away right. from him, he's had to do the american accent but it comes out funny like when he's talking like so like so as he's saying words like his cadence is interesting like sometimes the little aussie words will come out and people will hear it in the podcast but when i was talking to him it was very funny so the first second i was like he's from australia but he's like talking so american but you know years and years of doing that probably kind of mm-hmm. i'm sure when he goes home it clicks you know right back in oh yeah talking like heavy but his character is very charming in the movie and and he's very charming in real life and adorable and stuff like that so i'm sure you know meeting him you were probably i feel like you were probably how your character was like nervous and excited and just going i hope we get along and like we have to <laughs> film and like i hope it goes well so cute that the two of you bonded and then he bonded with your family oh yeah yeah he came and met my daughter and and bought her a little christmas book that she still has and he's very sweet and and he's he as you know he's um, in town right now so we're gonna have dinner and yeah so it's cool that we can stay in touch and also cool that nobody else in the whole entire world has that experience you know that's shared between the two of us so that's pretty special I think it's amazingly special. It has been such a joy getting to know the two of you through this process. I had interviewed, you know, Callan a couple times for The Walking Dead, but in terms of this movie, I don't know. I just, it has such a special place in my heart. I just love it so much. I love everything that you guys did with it and the amount of dedication that the two of you did to really not see each other and to really stick to what Ice wanted and the writer's independence and Ice and to really go that mile. I mean, what is more vulnerable than not knowing who you're working with not knowing what's going on being sequestered in a room like just full trust it just shows in the film it makes you really feel like you're watching like a documentary almost of two people that like met like it really feels super real and for you and him it feels real for you because it was real like kind of getting to know each other in that way and then you have another experience of really getting to know each other as as people as actors after the fact when you got to meet so it's I don't know it holds such a special place in my heart I was so happy to reach out to you and talk to you because you just do such a great job in this film and I just I don't know I just love it it's one of those things where it's like in your brain and I can't get it out of my brain and I just I just love it I love you in it I love him in it I love the idea of it and I just want everybody to see it and a lot of times I'll you know I emphatically you know go crazy on a rant of how much I love something but for this one seriously like I can't get it out of my brain like it's just I keep thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it and I just want to congratulate you on it because I know like I said it was a while ago and I know you guys are finally getting to do press and it's finally out and there's been edits but now it's on Amazon and hopefully it's going to be in a million places elsewhere and in theaters and all of these things but you were so good in it thank you so much it's a really special film and yes and go watch it because it's unlike anything you'll ever see hope you guys enjoyed listening to Callan and Christina talk about what it was like filming with one another what it was like doing this project 
how kind of outrageous this film was and how different and like mind altering it was to film this movie and the kind of things that they went to and the lengths they went through to make this film happen. It's so interesting. So hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to all of the little behind the stories kind of details and secrets. If you're interested, please head over to Prime Video and rent or purchase this film. I'm telling you, you will not regret it. It is so good. It is also available on anywhere on demand that you can purchase a movie. So just Google it or search online. It's called About Him and Her. Please go rent it or buy it. I highly recommend it. It also has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I'm telling you, please go check it out. It's so good. Let me know what you think after you watch it. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.